When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Book Shabby with the call. Diamondbacks, Rangers. That's your World Series heard right here on ESPN Radio. Pat Costello, our producer, Philly fan, not happy today. His team collapsed. We're calling it a collapse, right? Not a comeback here? I'm going to say it's both. Two well, we know it's true. both. <laughs> if you had to pick one, which one are you going here? I'm going with the comeback. I like a good underdog story, and nobody expected the Diamondbacks to be here. Here's the one thing, and I know we're going to get to I'm over it later on in the hour, but you know what I'm over? People playing the underdog card when they're not really underdogs. Like the Philadelphia Eagles with Fletcher Cox post-game interview after they beat the Dolphins. Mm. Say, yeah, you know, people didn't expect they'd be, be able to do this. Bro, everybody is saying you're one of the best two teams in your conference. You're not the damn underdog. You was just in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you can't play that card. Torrey Lovello, the Diamondbacks, okay, cool. Y'all got that. 12th best record of no, baseball. Nobody was saying that the Eagles couldn't beat the Miami Dolphins. Now I'm just picturing I'm, I'm, tra- I'm over it, bro. I'm yeah. over that. You know, yeah. you know who I want to do the underdog thing now, just to annoy you on this? Travis Kelsey. Hey, yeah. you know, I'm an underdog story, you know. No, he no. is an underdog story because I didn't think he was going to be able to get with Taylor Swift. That's an underdog story. But I now didn't you're th- not. I didn't that's think what he, I'm listen, saying. You small, can't I didn't, say that. I didn't think he was going to pull it off. That was the underdog of all underdogs. You are literally dating the most famous woman on the planet. That is a hell of an underdog story. Wait I don't a know. He, he's a champion. He's hosting SNL. He's on every commercial. It's not like this is some offensive lineman on, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but he ain't Tom Brady either. Like, he's well, just. Tom Bra- well, is Tom Brady an underdog story? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, weird uh, saying it now, right? He's yeah, not an he underdog now. But like he he's not, I know, but that's he maybe maybe in the Bridget Monahan days he was an underdog, but he was with Giselle Bunchen. He ain't no underdog. You were literally dating the most popular supermodel on the planet. But when you become, and you married her, but, but when where you he's become, drafted yeah. and no one expected but, him to but, be but, the guy. But my point is, nobody would expect that Travis Kelsey was going to pull that off. Nobody. Listen, we were debating for over a month on whether or not it was a real relationship. That is an underdog story. If I ever seen one. So Travis Kelsey, by all means, you can play the underdog card. So, so. Because your friendship bracelet with, with, with Taylor Swift, apparently that was the move. So you need to say to Travis Kelsey, I apologize, I wasn't familiar with your game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. Unsports, at Unsports ESPN, we may have to put that up as a poll. Is Travis Kelsey an underdog story? No doubt he's an underdog in my book. It, nobody's going to feel that way as a multi-time champion, yeah, arguably the greatest tight end so. of all time, and now dating Taylor Swift. They're going to look at, at the, uh, the resume instead of what got him there, I don't know that people are going to look at it that way. Yeah, but nobody had Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey on the I, bingo card. I totally nobody. You and I didn't have it until the other day. Nobody I, had that. Literally, exactly. we didn't have it until the and other I'm day. And I'm not convinced that you guys actually believe it. No, I'm believe not it. convinced either it. that we actually believe, believe it, it, even though we're saying Man it. Man spent $6 million on a house for privacy. I believe it. Yeah. 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 I yeah. believe well, it. Well, right. okay, that, that's fair. Uh, so Arizona does beat Philadelphia. Game 7 last night, 4-2. Uh, Storylines from this game include, but not limited to, Pat Costello being miserable, our producer, after a 
2-0 lead for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, a 3-2 lead. They go back to Philadelphia. They lose two games there. You've got Christopher Mad Dog Russo is scheduled to be on first take today at 10 a.m. Eastern. Said he would retire if they actually lost. They did lose. Let's see, maybe, possibly, if he does retire. And then the debate that's out there, Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Is it a comeback or is it a collapse? From an X's and O's standpoint, of course, we have the bullpen with the Diamondbacks. Five innings, no runs, one hit allowed, just phenomenal. Chris in Baton Rouge watching on ESPN2. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? Good morning. Morning. And lady. Uh, yeah, I got to say this is a this is a comeback. And um, Costello, Costello, he's wrong, man. Uh, and, and obviously, y'all know uh, the Nola brothers are from Baton Rouge, so nobody's pulling for them like I am. But uh, it, this was this was head up, and, and Arizona went to the bank and got the business clear. They had the same amount of bats, and uh, for me to say it's it's a collapse, I got I got to think of like you know some major errors or a couple pass balls that the Diamondbacks scored on, and, and that just didn't happen. That's a fair point. That is no, that's it's a not fair a fair point. point. Maybe your bats just never show up. Maybe you don't have a single important hit in the last. Five games of the series, like it's a complete collapse. It's not like the Diamondbacks took this series and ran with it. The Phillies didn't hit the ball. That is so angry. I, I don't, yeah, but because, exactly. because the, the Diamondbacks three. pitching so, showed so up. Because the Diamondbacks pitching got the job done and their comeback. Yeah, so, this has been their calling card I mean, all playoffs. How do, how do we look at the top chances? three in the lineup, though, Pat? How do we look at the top three in the lineup? So if you look at last night, there were one for eleven. The top three in the lineup for the Phillies. That's because the Phillies stink, or the Diamondbacks are good. It, it, the Phillies stunk. I mean, that's all. There's nothing more to it. The Phillies were terrible at the plate. It's not like the Diamondbacks' pitching was overwhelming. They had chances. They had runners in scoring position constantly, and they didn't come through. Uh, John in West Palm, watching on ESPN two. What's up, John? Hey, how you guys doing today? What's up, Johnny? First off, Smalls, your hair looks great. You must have took a minute on that this oh, morning. Thank you, John. Cece, thank you for your service with the New York Giants. I my appreciate man, you very my much, man. sir. I appreciate you very much. As far as Mad Dog goes, I, I, so he need, he needs uh, Stephen A is going to chew him apart on first date. I feel bad. I still for think him. John. I feel, John, I, feel I think they should him. put him in front of a green screen, in front of a beach, and and have him sit there in a lawn chair. They gotta, the retirement. They gotta do something to him. He's got to pay for that some way. Yeah, they need to but give him the hard listen, knocks. I appreciate you guys. I, I like this new crew you guys got, and. Uh, yeah, I've been watching, man. You guys, you guys have a good morning, okay? Well, thank you. We Thanks, appreciate John. that. That's that's nice of you to say, and we do appreciate that. Um, yeah, dog. This is the thing. He absolutely said he would retire if the Phillies blew this lead. Yeah. He also went on a little bit longer and said some other things in terms of maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. But you put it out there. Like, what we do on our show is when we have bad takes, we have a jar. You can see it on ESPN2. We pay a dollar. Yes. One singular dollar. Yes. Unless you, unless you steal a take. Yeah, plagiarizing takes is a different is a different. And how much five. did you pay on Friday? It's $5. $5, okay. When Just you plagiarize sure. a take, yeah. yeah. So he's giving up, uh, breaking news, millions if he's going to retire off of this. Off of the fit. Now, reminder, he's a San Francisco Giants fan. This doesn't even matter that much to him. Yeah. And he's going to give up millions of dollars? 
No chance he retires, but he's got to come up with something here. Well, maybe they bring him a cake on first take to celebrate his retirement. Yeah. Good move, <laughs> maybe, too. Maybe yeah. they do it that way. I love that. I mean, they got to razz him a little bit. But, I mean, listen, nobody saw this coming. I like, agree with like, that. Like, 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 listen, the, 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 the Diamondbacks were what? 65 to 1 odds to win the National League and get to the World Series? They like, won 84 games. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody thought that this would be even possible. So, I, I, don't, I don't fault Dog for being dismissive of the D-backs, but in calling it a collapse, by the Phillies, it it creates this perception that the Diamondbacks didn't do anything in order to advance. And this is a team that was down 0-2 in the CS and then rattles off four wins over the next five games. You have to give credit where credit is due. The mental toughness that it takes yes. to be able to dig out of that type of hole and be able to come through and then win the last two games on the road in one of the toughest environments, if not the toughest environment, all postseason long in baseball – yeah, man, we got to give a shout-out to Toy Lovello and his crew. And they're led by a guy that's a rookie in Corbin Carroll. Two huge I mean, this is a guy that had three hits and two stolen bases, the second youngest player to be able to do that in a postseason game, the youngest guy, Ty Cobb. So pretty yeah. damn good at baseball. Yeah. Like, like, Cattell Marte was the series MVP. Like, we got to give credit to the key actors for the D-backs because it's not like those guys didn't play well. So here's why I go collapse, and maybe it's more of just a, a – conversation theory that I have. Today's a Phillies day. Next week's a Diamondbacks week with the Diamondbacks and Rangers. It's like, yeah. after today, the Phillies are done, right? I'm yeah, not, there's no reason to talk about them. They're right. irrelevant. That's right. So to me, I look at it and I say, what's my focus today? It's My focus is on the team that had a 2-0 lead, the team that was up 3-2 going home for two games, the team that literally were sending each other these viral videos from all of the fans, including Fletcher Cox of the Eagles, dancing like crazy to dancing on my own, which was just this amazing rallying cry. This team had such life. We sat here, I think rightfully so, on our show talking about Bryce Harper as LeBron James-like in living up to the hype. Nobody gets hyped up as a high schooler and then lives up to it, and Bryce Harper did. Well, not last night and not the last few games, and that's why I look at it and I say, okay, this today is more of the Phillies' collapse than it is the Diamondbacks' comeback. Maybe but, they should have broke out the Coach Prime t-shirts, Castellanos and Bryce Oh, instead, instead of the Pat Bev jerseys maybe they, should, they maybe they should have did that versus the maybe Pat Maybe better vibes, better vibes. Too, too soon, Pat? Yeah. Is that too soon? I'm just know. saying. Maybe, maybe that would have broke him out of the slump. What do you think, Pat? Oh, he's not talking. He's refusing. Okay, that's Look at all right. Him. He's that's so right. angry. Right. Is he, is, I will not acknowledge. Is he retiring? Is he actually, retiring? Yeah, you, will you retire today, Pat? Are you going to retire? I will if Mad Dog does. Okay, okay. got it. But, but I'm with Cece. We have to look at this as a comeback because this is what the Diamondbacks have done all postseason long. Yep. Just like we say with Brock Purdy, you can't do the yeah, but. You have to acknowledge what they're doing in the moment. The fact that they beat the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Phillies, that they had been in deficits in so many situations and found a way to scratch and claw their way back. They're the comeback kids. An emphasis on kids because so many of the players on this team that have stepped up in the big moments are what, like 25 and younger? Mm-hmm. And I think that might have worked to their benefit because – they have this edge about them where maybe the pressure hasn't gotten to them in that way because of their youth. But I am in no way going to dismiss what the Diamondbacks have accomplished by saying that the Phillies, even if they were in a power position, somehow blew it. The Diamondbacks earn this. Uh, at Unsports ESPN, the Dr. Pepper in- inbox, how do you view the NLCS? Phillies collapse, Diamondbacks come back. 62.9% say Phillies collapse right now. And I think that it, that's part of that is the Philly hate. Like People don't like the Philadelphia Phillies, obviously. Because they're a polarizing fan base in a polarizing sports city. Arizona, I mean, 
disrespect is not that way, right? I can't say no disrespect because it's disrespectful. Like, how is it disrespectful when we look at that? We, we don't even think about them. Now, right, I, don't, we don't. I don't know. I don't know how much how much disrespect <laughs> is going toward the D backs right now. Well, yes, you're right. Shout out to my guy Matt Barry, Sports Center, who is an Arizona guy, and he's yeah. happy. So I'm happy for Matt, who's great. But in general, the Diamondbacks. Smalls always says it about the Chargers. They're kind of living meh land, like we don't think yeah. about yeah, them. Yeah, the shroud sure. of meh. The, Diamondbacks are a Met team yeah, up until I, right now. I mean, outside of Gambo, the guys at 98.7 out there, and the fans in the Phoenix area, who cares about the Diamondbacks? Who cared about the D-backs before they go into the World Series against the Rangers? They were the footnote in the Phillies making this magic carpet ride and getting to the World Series and getting back and having a chance to right a wrong that we saw last postseason. And, and now... It's a situation where they've dethroned the hottest team in baseball, so we thought, in the Phillies, and now they're going to play in the World Series. So, again, I, I, I give credit where credit is due because it's so hard to stay in the moment and not press and for young guys to, to be in, under that kind of pressure in that kind of hole against this caliber of squad and come through aces on the right side of this thing. You, again, I, I have a hard time calling it a collapse just because of how tough you have to be mentally in order to execute and give yourself a chance to win this series. All right, coming up, the man who made this time slot famous, one of two, Mike Greenberg, host of Greeny. Get up. will join us in studio next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Rockstar. Rockstar in the background. Perfect. Perfect. Greeny is here. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. He has you at 8 a.m. Eastern ESPN. Get up. 10 a.m. Eastern, of course, here on ESPN Radio with Greeny. And this all... Because of this man, Mike and Mike forever, we thank him in advance for all of it. Welcome to our show, Green. Well, it's not really in advance because you've been here for about a month. So good you're, you're sort of thanking me in arrears, but I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate. It's good to be in here with you guys. Oh, How absolutely. are you? We got close quarters, don't we? Yeah, no. It's you know cozy. What? You know, Evan and I came in here right before he was starting, and we were talking about the studio. And I love how everyone says it's small. When Mike and I started. We started in a room that was a maximum of one-third this size. Wow. Not only weren't we on television, I'm not 100% convinced for the first few months we were even on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just told us we were to make us feel better about ourselves. And, and, and the old, 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 old fans will remember that our first guest was Gabby the Cleaning Lady. She was a Polish cleaning woman who, who would vacuum in the old studios at ESPN in Bristol a million years ago in a building that doesn't even exist anymore. And she didn't understand that when the red light came on outside the door that it meant she shouldn't come in and vacuum. And 
we couldn't explain it to her because she didn't speak English and we didn't speak Polish. And as a result, we just decided, eh. We don't have any guests anyway, so <laughs> Gabby the cleaning lady was a recurring character and was the first guest on our show, so you are light years yeah. ahead of where we well, were. Well, we tried to get her on. She's now represented by Drew Rosenhaus, as a matter of fact, so uh, we, we've been struggling with that. We are going to introduce something here with Greeny, the ES, ESPN, the phone tag, basically, ESPN phone tag at the end of this segment, yeah. where Greeny is going to pick a guest that we have to get on, Nuno, our producer, has to get on within a week, so stay tuned for that. Greeny's going to help us out with Meaning that. It can be anyone or it can in the be world, anyone. or it has to be an ESPN person. ESPN. So okay, yeah, because Gabby, the cleaning well, lady. Well, Nuno texted me last night, and he made it sound like it was just an ESPN person. Yeah, you made it sound like I could literally pick any human being walking the face <laughs> of planet Earth and see how that would. T- I said, yeah. "All right, Michael Nuno, <laughs> my pick is Taylor Swift. Oh. I want you to get Tay Tay. Look, this is obviously love right. because I, I, I'm told they were at a steakhouse in Kansas City last night. Yeah, and look, if you spend more than just Sunday in Kansas City. I mean, she's in love with Travis <laughs> Kelsey, right? Uh, she's spending the whole week there now, and she's Taylor Swift. She could be anywhere on planet yes. Earth. So I'm starting to buy into this. Rel- I am invested in this relationship. I am the last sports person I know who's not tired of the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship. Well, Greeny, I have great news for you if you're not tired for it. As a St. Louis girl, I have a lot of connections to Kansas City. Yeah. And the Missouri streets have been talking. She's, she's been around. Yeah. This is legit. Yes. Can Missouri streets talk? That's really the bigger question. Why couldn't they talk? Well, when you're it? using that terminology, the idea of streets are talking, I don't think St. Louis, Missouri around an arch. Just, not just throwing that Listen, out there. the streets have been talking. He's been shopping for her. He bought a new house. She's been around. I'm telling you, this is legit. The album is going to be unbelievable. Fire I'm already green. so ready for this. In the next era's <laughs> oh, tour, the that. NFL era is going to be fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Imagine, like, my daughter and her friends will dress up. One of them will have to wear a Travis Kelsey jersey <laughs> yes. or something like that, which would be hilarious. My daughter can actually wear the era. Aaron Rodgers jersey if it somehow fits into the football nature of the era. Somehow Roger Goodell is going to fine her for the NFL heiress tour, I think is what we're going to see. <laughs> Greeny, how happy are you for your show? Not anything against the Phillies, but for your show that the Phillies lost last night. If, if I mean, I'm happy only because it makes Hembo sad. And Hembo, <laughs> yes. anyone who listens to our show on the radio knows Hembo is a man with true evil in his heart. <laughs> He's actually the saddest person I know. I, I want to share with you a text that I received last night. Now, I don't have my glasses, so I probably won't be able to read this <laughs> verbatim. So I'm going to ask you, Michelle, how are you? How are your eyes? Great, twenty twenty okay. vision. Look at this text. This came with no context. Just read what time it came. 5.51 p.m. 5.51 p.m. Out of nowhere, what did he write to me? George Sisler missed the entire 1923 season with sinusitis. That's, sorry, and they that's says, who Hembo sorry, is. wrong person. And he wrote, sorry, wrong person. <laughs> Why well, I mean, George put, him with, put him with Mad Dog. There, what is he doing with you? There is a human being on planet Earth. That was supposed to be on the other end of that text that at 5.51 p.m. wanted to hear from Hembo that George Sisler missed the entire 1923 season with sinusitis. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire That's life. That's pretty bad. That's pretty that bad. was a dated reference a hundred years ago. So I am, I am delighted that Hembo will now be devastated by this. The Phillies are his first and foremost love. Aww. 
Uh, I mean, it's basically it's his it's his kids. Uh, he's got the two girls, Michelle and uh, you know the other one, and and uh, and and then and then it's the Phillies. So I am happy if only because it means he's out. But I will say I don't want to hijack your segment here. But the one thing I have been sort of rolling around in my head is we talked a lot about the format of the baseball postseason when it began, mm-hmm. and I am. Um, I am a supporter of what they have done. I believe that in, in, in 2023, you have to go where they have gone with this. Sports have gone to a postseason. Putting everything that you have into your regular season, which baseball has always done, is just probably not a winning formula in this day and age. However, what you do run the risk of is that you get the Diamondbacks in the World Series. That is not to discredit what they've done. They have been magnificent the last three weeks. But you could go over the course of these 162 games, and I would bet that almost every team in the sport had a three-week stretch where they were this good. Mm -hmm. And so what you run the risk of is you have a team that over the course of 162 games allowed more runs than it scored to have a chance now to be four wins away from winning the championship. And you ask yourself, is that does that invalidate... The 162 games that we have watched to a degree that baseball is not accustomed to. And I think that's an interesting topic. Michelle, I know how passionate you are about baseball. Mm-hmm. To me, that that's what I'm trying to that, – that's where I want to go at 10 o'clock today. I'm trying to sort of get my mind into that place. Where are we with that? So I hear what you're saying, and this season does feel like more than ever these underdogs have come in and gotten hot at the right time because of the format. But the last two St. Louis Cardinals championships I saw – in 2011, they were 10 and a half games back, got hot at the right time, went on and won the World Series. In 2006, they won 84, 83 games. Yeah. So they were kind of like the Diamondbacks, and that's pre the format shifting. So we've seen a lot of underdog teams get hot at the right time in baseball. I think the format is great because it gives more fan bases a chance to have their team involved and more eyeballs on the sport. I, that's right. I, I mean, on balance, I think it is – a positive. It, it is a net positive. Nothing is perfect. So I think this is better than the alternative. It, it does, however, come with some negative, And in this case, it may actually end one of the greatest careers in the history of sports broadcasting because Chris Russo now, <laughs> I think, has to retire yes. um, from broadcasting. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a sad day. I mean, if you think about the Diamondbacks, guys, they only had 24 more wins than Old House Radborn did in 1884. Actually, Hembo, Hembo just texted me that that old Haas Rodburn in 1884. <laughs> and, and the really sad part is he accidentally texted you that. That was just part of a conversation he was having with someone else anyway. <laughs> Who is he talking to about that stuff? That's my point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's he is he is a 91-year-old man trapped in the body of a 32-year-old And I love person. it. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. One of the things that I'm not here for is the Jim Harbaugh slander with all of the cheating stuff or quote-unquote cheating stuff that's happening with the sign stealing. G, I know you had some strong opinions about it yesterday. What's your take on what's going on in the investigation by the NCAA? All right, so help me with it, Chris, because, I mean, you, you could answer this better than I can. My general feeling is that these are signs that are being offered on a sideline that tens of thousands of people can see at any given time. Forget the television audience. Forget about, like, let's just say the stadium holds, I'm just going to put a round number on it, 100,000 yeah. people, yeah. which that one does. You know, there's got to be 
30,000 of them that can literally watch that sideline and see the signs the entire time. Any person can be doing this at any time. Anyone can send anyone they want in there to see it. I don't know exactly what it is they're coordinating that everyone couldn't see. I I made this point the other day. Northwestern, which is my team and my alma mater, they hold up a bunch of placards. One of them was a picture of me. (laughs) What what on earth is it that you can't In my case, it should be like a kneel down. (laughs) But, 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 and I hope it was a touchdown. But the point is, like, I could make a little note. Oh, when they held up a picture of me, they ran it left. I mean, uh, so I don't understand how this can be, how sophisticated this can possibly be. That said, most of the people that I've talked to inside the sport seem to disagree with me. They seem to think this is a big deal. They seem to think this isn't something that everyone is doing, or at least Michigan is uh, uh, allegedly was doing it in ways that other people weren't doing it, and it is going to be a big deal. You played. You tell me. I, I think it's something that everybody does, but Michigan is paying a stupid tax here because they were so overt with it. Okay. And I think when you have that individual on the sideline with your coordinators trying to point out and decipher signals and explain what's happening with the play call for the opponent in real time, that's when people start to connect the dots. This is something that everybody across all levels of the sport do. And to your point, it's obvious there are people in the stadium that can see these individuals signaling in play calls that, that, that can be deciphered. So it's not as if we're talking about state secrets. This isn't Spygate where you're recording somebody's walkthrough practice before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is something in front of tens of thousands of people in the stadium. So to me, the investigation is more about trying to make a statement. Hey, if you're going to do this. Make sure you're you're keeping it on the low as opposed to being overt and being so brazen with it, which is the case with Michigan. Yeah, that's fair. I I will say this. I don't think this is speaking out of turn. Um, I ran into Jim at an event at a funeral uh, about a year ago. And we just got into a conversation. This was this had nothing to do with anything. This was in no way were we talking about him leaving Michigan or anything. We were just talking about quarterback play. And he was raving about Justin Herbert, raving. And he just kept going on and on about how good he thinks he is, et cetera, et cetera. And my mind keeps going back to that, that if this thing in Ann Arbor gets ugly, I will repeat once again, please no one say, Greeny is suggest. I'm not saying anything except that I know he is a huge fan of Justin Herbert. And that feels like a job that, well, candidly, I can't believe isn't open yet. Yeah. Great. So, so th- that would feel like a fit to me. If this thing gets really ugly in Ann Arbor, that would feel like a fit to me. Yeah. He's literally never been bad. Jim Harbaugh has been successful everywhere he's been. So with yeah. the Chargers and Justin Herbert, would be amazing. He's a great coach. Great he, coach. He is a genuinely great totally coach. Totally agree. All right, so you got Greeny today at 8 a.m. Eastern. Get up. Phenomenal show. ESPN. And you have him at 10 a.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio. He's got his book. Got your number. It's up here. Let's show hey, it to the, uh, to the audience go. there. Boom. He is the reason for all of this. And Mike and Mike and what he did for as long as he did on this uh, station, all your stations, and in this time slot. And now he is going to be the first person to do this for us. ESPN Phone Tag. We're going to start this today. We're basically... A guest from ESPN, like Greeny, is going to pick the next guest that we're going to have on. Nuno and our entire producing team will have one week to get that person on. Now, if they don't get that person on, we're going to have to decide the penalty, and they can get them on any time within that next week. So, Greeny, who the is The penalty our guest? is going to be to Nuno? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> well, I don't know. You tell us. Should it be to the show or should it be to Nuno? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know there was a penalty involved. Well, there has um, to be. Well, I guess. I mean, you know, uh, um, that's an interesting thought. Because Nuno is another one who uh, – the man just has a dark heart, right? I mean, <laughs> um, you know, he's angry and, and facially – 
startlingly resembles Kim Jong-un. If, you've ever, if you ever look at him closely. Doesn't he? Have you ever seen Kim Jong-un and Nuno in the same <laughs> yeah. room with this? I'm telling you. I, I hope not, because then I don't want to be in that room. That's a good point. It's a good point. No, I mean, he's the one man that Kim Jong-un says, boy, that guy's pretty dark. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so I, w- I was going to say himbo. But that's too easy. Okay. Um, if I'd known that this was that this was supposed to be a challenge, I could make it a little more interesting. I was then going to say my buddy John Butchigrass because we debuted the hockey version of Red Zone last night, and I awesome. saw Scott yeah. Hansen sent a nice message to Bucci and all that kind of stuff. But if we're going to get really interesting, let's make it a little more of a challenge, right? Especially now during like the football slash baseball portion of our lives. Let's say Joe Buck. Let, let's say Joe, the voice of Monday Night Football. Oh, wow. Yes. Let's Love say it. Joe. Love Love it, love it. Um, let's go. And let, let's get Joe Buck, and, and let's see if we can get him up here. He's a very good guest and, and a very good guy, and uh, and I think you will have a good time with him. So let's say the first challenge will be Joe Buck, and if you don't get him, um, well, then we have to come up with some sort of punishment for Nuno. Boy, you made it a lot harder than it was originally. I love it. I love Hembo, it. we can walk it. down yeah. the hall. That's, that's right. <laughs> Joe Hembo Buck. Just, Hembo is just looking for a conversation <laughs> to have right now. How about George Sisler? Greeny, yeah. <laughs> you are awesome. The Thank truth you for is, this. if Hembo yeah. came in here, the show would die. Like the show was <laughs> six weeks and he would come in and say, guys, I have some old Hoss Radburn uh, stuff. It's going to be great you today. You remembered a name. That's impressive. Well, well, I, I had to I, look that up. I, I think that I think that that. Um, is exactly the kind of content that this show has been missing. Like people have been calling me saying, "Tell them That's they need what, to do more yeah, 1800s yeah, baseball." Yeah, there's yeah, not, there's it. not enough of that so far. More dead ball. That's between baseball. ten That's and twelve <laughs> <laughs> with Hembo. Greeny, thank you so much. Pleasure. We appreciate it. Mike Greenberg, of course, you'll hear him at 10 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Thank you again to Greeny. Just phenomenal. You'll catch him at 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Television, 10 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. We do have some breaking news here, ladies and gentlemen. We have the NFL Network reporting that the Titans are prepping to start rookie QB Will Levis, Kentucky, known for mayonnaise in the coffee, eating a banana without peeling it, amongst, I guess, playing football would be the other thing he's known for. That's secondary. Secondary. 
Mayonnaise in the coffee, that's just nasty. You know how we always say, you and I, that we think that the mustache is a bit, that people only do that to get the attention? Yeah. He doesn't actually like this, right? He just does this. I hope he doesn't. Because if he does, then it's hard to trust his judgment. You're writing him off as a quarterback. How can you believe in him as a quarterback if the guy thinks mayonnaise and coffee is a good idea? I I just wonder how that conversation starts. Are we putting mustard in there? And then we're like, yeah, let's try the mayo. Mustard on a beat. Is it a dare that he then is like, hmm, so I like the creaminess of it. I well, mean, how, you, I mean, how do you arrive at that juncture where you even suggest to put mayo in the coffee? I, I don't know. Desperation. <laughs> Maybe you just want some attention. It's clear that the Titans are arriving in a place of desperation. Yeah. They just want to try some stuff now. Ryan Tannehill's hurt. We're going to trade away Kevin Byard. Let's see how the season goes with Will Levis as the quarterback. And they're also supposedly going to play Malik Willis, the other young quarterback, second year quarterback. CeCe's giving a look of frustration at that team. Explain why. Because if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. There's a reason why that adage exists. Like, the guy needs – if you're going to make the commitment to start Will Levis, then let him get the lion's share of the reps at quarterback during the week's worth of prep that you're going to put in. Tailor the game plan around what he does well. Get rid of the stuff that he doesn't do so well relative to what you had in the playbook for Ryan Tannehill and move forward that way. But to bounce back and forth between quarterbacks, when neither one of those guys have proof of concept, when neither one of those guys have a ton of confidence because they haven't done it at the NFL level, makes absolutely no sense. But we kind of believe in you crushes you is what you're saying. Because that's what it is. Like, hey, we we have a four-hour show. You guys can do three of the hours. Well, what about the other hour, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that, it's like you don't believe in us all the way. Like, that's exactly. what you're saying. Yeah, well, kinda? exactly. It feels like it's a little bit of a hedge. But here's the thing that doesn't make any sense, right? If you look at the depth chart on the team website, it, Malik Willis is the number two quarterback, and then it's Will Levis. If you look at other depth charts from other websites, when he's breaking down the Tennessee Titans roster, Malik Willis is second, and Will Levis is behind him. So. To make the leap to start Will Levis over the guy that's listed as number two on the depth chart, that is a pivot from an organizational standpoint. And to me, that is the Titans waving a white flag on the season in 2023. We know we're not going to be good. What we're trying to do now is figure out whether or not either one of the quarterbacks on our roster can be a part of our future. So go further. What does that mean? What is waving the white flag as it results to actual moves with the Tennessee Titans? Well, let's move on from Derrick Henry. What, what, What are you keeping him for? Like, what's the point of keeping Derrick Henry on your team? What's the point of keeping DeAndre Hopkins on your team? I get that he just got there, but what's the point in keeping those guys? Agreed. Those are veteran players that could add value to another team that's looking to contend. So you, maybe this is what Jerry Jones was waiting for, the Tennessee Titans and Rand Carthon to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know what? We're building for the future. We want draft picks. What are you going to give us for Derrick Henry? Yeah. What are you going to give us for guys like that? That, that? that has to be the approach right now. Because there's no world that exists in which Tennessee can say to themselves, we don't know whether or not either one of these quarterbacks can play, yet we still expect to compete in the AFC South, and we still expect to potentially be a playoff team in the AFC. That ain't how this works. So the fact that they want to play Will Levis, that they want to start Will Levis, but they're going to bounce between two quarterbacks, lets you know that they have a lot of uncertainty about what this thing is going to look like with either one of those guys under center. Yeah, they need to figure out what they have in those two guys moving forward. But I'm with you. If I'm the Tennessee Titans and I realize that we're not going anywhere this season and it's the Eagles that struck first and made a deal with us to fortify their secondary, I know that a lot of other teams that are in the Super Bowl conversation are probably desperate. Or they probably want to go out there and make another move too. We talk about so many teams right now that are in that gray area that might not have been in CeCe's top five list or 
or in his power rankings that want to go out there and better themselves, put themselves in a better position, take advantage of what you're seeing from other teams. Why wouldn't you want to make those deals if you're Tennessee? I'll add on to that point, Smalls. It's a great one that if you look at the if you look at the landscape of the league right now, mm. there's correct me if I'm wrong, CC. There's no intentional tank. There's a by accident tank with the Bears. There's a by accident tank with the Giants and the Patriots right now in terms of like, hey, we're not that good. We're not performing well. There's no team like we've seen in years past that intentionally is saying, let's sell off pieces. We actually don't want to be that good this year. We want to get ready for the next year. They may have found a hole in the market here. Right. Is there any other team that would be trying to Arizona do? felt like an intentional tank right. before You're right. You're right. <laughs> but then they Good became one. a tough out. <laughs> tough out, but they still won no, at six. That's, that's the one. They got the best of both worlds. Yeah. We're going to be competitive, but we ain't going to win a whole lot of games because of what's on the field. We're going to care, but not that much. <laughs> exactly. That's the preface. Of, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There's one. There's, There's one. one. That's a good There's one. one. So there may be now two. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's, you're suggesting there should well, be. Well, that, that's what one. it feels like. I mean, think about it. The division leader in the AFC South is five and two. They're two and four. So the, I mean, they're, 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 and exa- a team in Jacksonville that all of us think is ascending. Yeah, I mean, there are ten teams in the AFC that are five hundred or better, and you're not one of them. Yeah, so done, the likelihood of you getting to the playoffs not very high. So it just makes sense to go ahead and reset. And you got a lot of pieces that are attractive. Denico Autry, pass rusher. Another name that's going to be mentioned a lot. Another player that has a lot of value around the league. So it just makes sense to try to build as much draft capital as you can, especially knowing that it's a quarterback-rich draft class. Maybe your quarterback for the future is in the college ranks right now as opposed to on that roster. But what you have to do is definitively find out whether or not Will Levis and or Malik Willis can play. I'll add one other piece to this that is not his fault, but they tried for however many years to build around Derrick Henry as their main piece of the puzzle. They were successful. Not successful enough. He's on an expiring contract. You retire his jersey one day. You sign him to the one-day contract when it's all said and done. He's a face of the franchise. He works for the franchise, that kind of thing, but it's over. It's, it's over, and they should capitalize on the opportunity that other teams would want him right now. Coming up. I'm over it on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is time for I'm Over It here on Unsportsmanlike. Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. I think uh, CeCe is over Pat's Phillies fandom. 
and the ridiculousness behind it and not giving the Diamondbacks any credit for last night. Yeah, I think that's and ridiculous. And still enjoying a close loss versus yeah. a blowout Crazy. in the first inning. And you heard that he's over Greeny. Well, uh, Greeny gave them a difficult task to start off our ESPN phone tag game. One week from when one guest leaves off that the producing team has to get that next guest on that the previous guest suggests. Greeny came in here thinking he was suggesting Hembo, who literally is down the hall. And he left here saying, nope, you guys need Joe Buck on within the next week. And so now Nuno and Pat and Jerry and Javante, mm-hmm. they're scrambling back there. Yeah. And it's going to be great for us. No, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to have Joe Buck on. <laughs> when is he coming on? We, we want to promote Some, it? Sometime in the next week. Sometime, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's guaranteed. It's so don't happen. miss a minute on, of Unsportsman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right? I mean, I don't even know what that is. Like the 96-hour tease? Is that what we're going Yeah, with? that's a deep so, tease. Oh, wait. I should clarify. Because uh, I talked to Nuno about this. It could be any time within the week. So if they get Joe Buck tomorrow, then he, then the next guest is one week from that moment, is yeah. what yeah. Nuno yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it could be 96 the 96-hour tease. I love it. Maybe a 96-day no, tease at this point. <laughs> Who knows? All right, Pat, what are you over today? Uh, people with no spatial awareness in public. Uh, for example, last night I was doing laundry, and the guy who was next to me at the dryer was kneeling down, made no effort at all to get... Like, scoot over a little bit to help me out while I was trying to get stuff out of the dryer. Or, like, if you're at the grocery store and you're trying to grab something off a shelf and someone's just standing there not acknowledging your existence at all, move out of the way. You're not the king. Move. You want to ask the question or you want me to? Because I don't understand what he means. What do you mean kneeling down at the dryer? Like, taking a knee? Or well, he was, he was getting stuff out of the dryer. Yeah, so he's, he's like kneeling down, down. Oh, to, like, pull like in stuff front out. of your dryer. Yeah, okay, yeah. got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, the spa- don't you think people have gotten better with spatial awareness? No, 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 absolutely, no. People absolutely are bad. not. People are, people are trash bags when it comes to, to being aware and making sure that you don't violate somebody else's personal space. So, and New York City is the worst. So when I was flying, I was in St. Louis this weekend. When I was flying back to New York, I sit down at the gate, open seats everywhere. Somebody comes and sits right next to me. I'm like, you could pick any other seat, and yet you come and you sit right here. No spatial awareness at all. And you know the other thing, Smalls? I'm walking down the street, and, and I'm not saying I'm the biggest man in the world, but I am 6'8", 350 pounds. Like, you're walking toward me, I'm walking towards you. I'm actively making an effort to get out of your way. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do the same? Like, like you think you th- like you actually think that running into me is going to be good for you? Like, you're going to actually win that matchup? Not going to end no, well. No, I'm well. trying to do you a solid, and yet you won't let me help you by getting the hell out of my way. Like, I'm not trying to run you over. I don't like people like that. I don't want to hit you. I don't want to touch you. Why don't you give me that same respect, have that same level of awareness, and slide over a little bit? Yeah, if I see you coming, I'm I am floating. To but the that, right. but that's my whole point, though. Like I don't understand why you're going to continue to walk straight as if this is some kind of contest where I'm actively trying to get out of your way. I don't understand that. I will say I've walked out of the building with you. It could possibly be because people want to talk to you. They know who they are, you are. Yeah. People say, Canty, I love you on the show. Great yeah. giant, whatever it is. Like, no, I'm not talking about that. But that I, does I, happen. No, I'm not that. talking about that. I'm talking about the, the 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 housewife, the mom that's got the stroller and being hella aggressive and thinking that a stroller is a license to mow people down <laughs> on the New York City sidewalks. I'm sorry, it's not. I I don't care about your baby. Your baby's not cute for that matter. <laughs> Don't try to run me over with the damn stroller. I'm tired of it. Can't not the baby's not baby. cute. Cece has said baby's so not, many I'm not gonna lie. things listen, listen, about kids cute. that... All babies aren't cute. All babies aren't cute. My mom told me not to lie about that. Just... My, I, my, I, my mom has a thing. My mom has a thing. 
She'll call a baby precious, and I know that's code for she doesn't think that baby's cute. Oh, precious is bless your heart. Exactly. Exactly. Can we uh, (laughs) we make sure we save all candy kids' takes? Yes. For if one day. But I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong with the old dog. You don't have kids. It's hard. Turning the stroller's hard. Evan, as newborns can look like aliens. Let's be honest. That's different. Let's be honest. That's different. You know it. I just don't understand why you think the the stroller is the license to ill on the sidewalks. (laughs) It's not. You can't run people over because you have a stroller. If anything, you should be more protective. You should be more aggressive about trying to get the hell out of my way. I don't understand that. Jerry puts up the breaking (laughs) news graphic. I literally just, I was looking at my computer to check a note. I look up, I see the breaking news graphic. I'm like, what did I miss? Oh, Chris Canty, I don't care about your baby. Save the takes. Canty on kids. God willing, one day, if he and his wife decide that that is the direction they want to go in, that's their business, not mine. I'm just saying, save these takes. And I promise you, if I'm pushing the stroller, I'm not going to try to run you over if you're on the New York City sidewalks. I don't know. <laughs> Next I can one, see Pat. you then being like, get out of the way. My baby is coming. Move. <laughs> get out. He's Luda walking down the street. Didn't Next have, one, Pat. Didn't have Canty being anti-baby on the uh, bingo list today. But, uh, are people argue against load management. Uh, the Bucks aren't paying Giannis to win game 51 of the NBA season. They're paying him to win a title. Sorry if he sits out against Indiana in game 51. Sorry, Indiana. You don't get to see Giannis. Nobody cares. They want the Bucks want to win a title. They don't care about you as a fan. Okay, this is an interesting spin you just put on this. Yeah, people who argue against load management argue it for two reasons. One is the fandom, right? I'm bringing a family of four to a game. I'm paying all this money. Now, you're likely paying the money for the opposition in that case because it's like, hey, LeBron's in town once a year or whatever it is. There's that part of it, just wanting to see the players play and wanting to say, hey, we pay you a certain amount of money that you should be playing those in those games. The other thing that people argue against, and Tim Legler, who joined us yesterday, ESPN NBA analyst, has argued this forever, is the science doesn't work because you only apply it to the star players. Why wouldn't, let's use your team, the mm-hmm. Lakers, why wouldn't Rui Hachimura, a, a role player, Get the same thought process behind the science of load management as LeBron James. Because you're asking the guy to do more. Quite literally, the utility of it, the amount of times the guy touches the basketball, it's more stress physically on the athlete. But you're right, and that is the scientific reason, but mm-hmm. there's still some stress on the athlete. The re- also, the reality is it hasn't actually proven to prevent less injuries. That's, like, that's the part. That's that's the actual part that yeah. nobody wants to talk about. It's like, okay, we're load managing you. We're going to have you miss nights. You're not going to play the second night of back-to-backs. All that's well and good. Mm-hmm. But the players that we're really talking about seem to be players that are oftentimes injury-prone. So what's the point? Yeah, because we see, oh, like, who's who's the face of load management? Kawhi, to yeah. me. Now, oh, yeah. it may not be fair because he actually was hurt, but because he's always hurt and he's the face of load management, like, that's where this, the signals gets crossed sure. on that one. Sure. Next I one. mean, here's no, the thing. Ahead. Best yeah. player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic right now. Is there any debate? Uh, do you want a quick, uh, I'm over it on Nikola Jokic? Ooh. Yeah, Your game is boring. Your game's really boring, and you've got the personality of a box of rocks. Sorry that nobody cares about the Nuggets, but that's why. Sorry, Nikola Jokic. Wow. Personality I don't th- of a box of rocks? You don't like the horses, Pat? Boring. I, I, I totally disagree with you. The, a guy who is past pass first like that is always entertaining. Man, you didn't see Nikola Jokic's championship tour, did you? Man, oh, Nikola yeah. Jokic oh, yeah, in the clubs. Oh, he had and a Aaron, blast. Aaron Gordon he was, went over he, there to hang with him. It did not look like a boring time at all. 
I love that he doesn't want to be there. He's like, this is my side job. No, but then he said he was unsportsmanlike. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.